This is your host, Matt Sheeks, and you're listening to the Tritheos Podcast. Uh, you can find the Tritheos Podcast on www.tritheos.com. Go to the podcast uh, link. Uh, you can also find it under the blog. Usually every new podcast is going to have a, a little blog post with a kind of a description of uh, what's going to be in every podcast. So, this week we've got in the studio Nick Schutz, and he's here defending his honor. Uh, you know, we had Mike Sienko in the studio uh, the last time, and, you know, might have said some stuff about Nick, might not have. Might have said some stuff about Altitude Project, might not have. And so, Nick's here to set the record straight. Um, so, he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and then we're going to definitely spend a good chunk of time talking about um, the Altitude Project. So the Altitude Project, you know, if you're not familiar with it, um, it's a distance running camp that's held in Mammoth Lakes, California every summer. Um, it's usually three weeks, I believe, this summer. It's going down to, to a two-week camp. Um, and their mission statement is developing collegiate distance runners to excel in competitive running and Christian living. And so since Nick is, you know, has some sort of role of leadership now and, you know, he's on the... He's on the front page of the website looking looking pretty good with his, uh, his heart monitor strap on. <laughs> so, you know, if you're wondering who that guy is, just you can just message him personally. Oh, my god! Especially if you're a girl. <laughs> he will accept all inquiries in that matter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, that's Altitude Project. I've been a counselor there for, for a year, and... Um, you know, Nick certainly uh, has a lot more experience with Altitude Project, so we'll, we'll, I'll be questioning him more on Altitude Project. He'll be giving the answers. Um, we'll also be talking about Nick's uh, spiritual and athletic journey and his advice to um, aspiring Christian athletes. So, uh, so yeah, so Nick shoots. Uh, I'll give you some career highlights just so Nick doesn't have to toot his own horn. So uh, Nick qualified for the 2008 Olympic trials in the marathon. Um won the 2007 St. George Marathon in a time of 2.16. And then he also won the 2007 uh, NACAC Mountain Running Championships, which I believe is the North American version of the Mountain Running Championships. So um, he's had a really good year in 2007. Um, he was kind of a high school phenom, had a good, uh, good collegiate uh, running experience at University of Portland. Uh, that's where I got to know Nick, and we were, um, you know, we were teammates, we were uh, roommates, so spent a lot of time with this guy, and um, I don't know, I don't know why he still, uh, why he still honors phone calls coming from me, but, you know, <laughs> whatever, no one else will, so I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm fortunate to have that. So, um, so Nick, uh, yeah, so let's talk about uh, just kind of your story for a minute here. Um, do you want to give us any just like vital bios before we jump into your spiritual journey? Vital bios? Vital, mean, like, vital statistics. You mean like the current who's and what's and where's and all that? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, what are you doing now? And um, All right. Well, um, I grew up um, 
Well, I grew up in Hillsboro, Oregon, and um, went to high school out there. Went to college with Matt um, at University of Portland, and um, I, I started in engineering and then decided, well, I think God kind of led me into teaching, and that's what I've been doing at a high school level in science for the last eight or nine years. And um, a couple years ago, I decided, um, kind of based on um, funding in Oregon, that uh, I wasn't going to stick around, so I went out to Colorado, and I've been there for a year and a half teaching in Colorado Springs, so um, it's just beautiful out there. And um, yeah, now I'm, I'm looking at a shift into counseling, um, which I'm really excited about. So I'm going up to Denver Seminary a little bit right now, but um, probably full-time next year. So um, yeah, that's kind of what, what's going on. Cool, cool, yeah. good. Yeah, uh, good stuff. So you're, uh, you're enjoying Colorado Springs, and um, you know God has kind of led you to pursue an education in counseling, and hopefully that will... Uh, you know, transition into something more like a career in the future. Yeah, well, I'd say I have a career in, in teaching, and because uh, I do, um, and and I while I I enjoy I enjoy the interaction um, and getting to know the kids. I, I um, there's just aspects of it that that I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm I'm. I'm naturally great at, and I think that's true in any profession. You get in there and you realize, wow, there's some things that I didn't anticipate. Um, but I feel like my my strengths are are better suited in a smaller environment where I'm actually helping people with specific issues rather than just trying to cram knowledge in their head, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I I just want to help. I want to be able to help people in a way that's going to be lasting. Um, I don't think people are going to use the Doppler effect um, throughout their career or their lifetime, but if uh, I can help them learn how to interact with others or um, understand uh, who they are better, um, that will carry over the rest of their life, or at least can. So. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And uh, so, so you're saying you'd like to you know, help uh, people more like on a one-on-one -on -one basis with specific issues. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'd say that that, uh, from what I know that, um, that's a, a trend that you're kind of a problem solver, um, you know, and I've experienced that more in watching you fix cars and electronics <laughs> and bicycles. And, um, you know, you're the, you're the first guy that, uh, I would call up if my car was broken. <laughs> if I was broken down, they needed a ride. Uh, yeah, seems is, like we did that last year. <laughs> we've probably done that a couple times, but, but Nick has like, he's locked his keys in his car like so many times. I'm pretty sure he owes like everyone he knows like 50 times over for having to come bail him out. <laughs> well, you probably still have the key in my car too, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, your spiritual journey, and we want to definitely discuss kind of how your your faith um, is integrated with uh, uh, is integrated with your athletics and um, your running career, and you know that's really what the Tritheos podcast is about. We're kind of discussing um, ideas on how faith and and God and our faith in God, uh, how that intersects. Yeah. So, um, so kind of tell us about your spiritual journey and then how that relates to running or, you know, endurance sports or just, uh, sports and life in general. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I grew up in a family that um, my parents, man, before before I was born, uh, they were kind of on different pages, but by the time I was born, um, they were solidly set on having us grow up and know who, who God was, and um, so like I went to church because that was the family plan, and my parents loved each other, they didn't um, outwardly show a whole lot of emotion that was negative towards each other. I felt like they they comforted me and, and brought me up as best they could. And um, going um, into high school, into junior high, high school, I, um, I threw, threw the, the leading of um, youth group leaders and um, just the guidance of, of God in um, in small ways um, in my life, just helped me realize that I, I wanted I wanted a faith that was more than just hey we're a Christian family. It was something that I actually did want myself. And um, so <laughs> I, I remember one time giving my testimony and and feeling like um, like I didn't have much to share because I didn't know the date in which I was became a believer. I didn't know the circumstances. I couldn't remember, you know, that sort of stuff. And it wasn't because I, I had some horrible past. But, you know, I just see it as the grace of God that I, um, I, I was slowly brought to know who He was and to, to accept Him as He is. And um, I continue to grow in, in understanding what that means. Um, each day, but um, when I, as I was growing up, I was a rule follower, and um, I didn't always understand why the rules were there, I didn't understand always why I was following them, I just knew that um, life is better off if if I just follow the rules, and so um, I got into college, and and I'd, I'd been following God. I'd been going to youth group in high school and all that stuff. I had friends who were believers, and we got together and prayed for things. And um, like we, we had little Bible studies at lunch and stuff. And, and it was good, and I think there was, was fruit in that. But um, I got into college, and I was really challenged for the first time to ask the question, why, why was I following these rules? Why was I following after God? Why was I not drinking, why was I, you know, that's that's kind of the thing in college you're confronted by. It's like people want you to do things that maybe you haven't thought about or maybe you have thought about, but um, I really had to ask that question, why? And then at the same time, the church I was at, uh, the two pastors that I, I respected higher than anybody else in terms of spiritual understanding, um, what the Bible said, um, they had a difference in theology that was recognized. And so I had to decide who was right. And I hadn't really read the Bible before. <laughs> so um, I started reading the Bible. And um, through an organization called Campus Crusade, um, I, I got a mentor who challenged me even more to ask questions about what the Bible said and could it be true and... Um, who was this Jesus? Was he, was he really who he says he was, or was he a liar, or was he crazy or something? And, um, and I grew, um, I grew dramatically the first couple of years, 
And um, when Matt showed up, I didn't have it all figured out. <laughs> I was still like a rule follower, and you could ask him about some of the stuff that I put him through. Um, uh, we didn't really get along for a while um, because I thought I was right and he was wrong. And um, But God, God kept working on me, and through it all, um, I started recognizing that... Um, that he is the way and the truth and the life, and um, that the life that I would I would have for myself um, is only is is small and and um, not as expansive as what God would have for me. Um, he's got greater things in mind for me than than I would have in mind for myself, and. Um, and it requires faith to to walk um, alongside what God wants to do or in in His path, because we can't see each step. Um, I mentioned that I'm going to be going to school uh, full time probably, and I don't I don't know how that exact exactly going to happen um, financially. It's kind of scary, um, and I have this awesome community in Colorado Springs, and I, I feel like. I don't want to leave that, and I have this amazing church that I go to, and I don't want to leave that community. But at the same time, um, I believe that God has put a desire in my heart to do this full-time. Um, he's giving me, step-by-step, step, the means to do that and, and helping me see how, how that can be accomplished. And um, it's still going to take a step of faith to do that because I don't know if I'll have the same community. And I don't know if um, if I'm going to find a, a, such an amazing church as I have now, um, but I do believe that if God is guiding me in that, He's going to take care of my needs. And um, even though it's hard to put that into practice um, each day, it's something that I I want to trust Him in, and um, I I need I need my faith to grow <laughs> in doing so. So. Um, yeah, so I mean, my my life is kind of characterized by, um, by kind of blindly following um, what I see as like the rules, and then helping, and then God coming through and saying, "Hey, you know what? I have grace for when you didn't follow them, and I want to show you like the the greater, the greater good, the greater um, wonder of who I am um, in life, and you're not going to know what." what to do every single time, you know? So I think he's brought a bit more wonder to my life than I had <laughs> for myself. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's kind of exciting to not know what's going to happen um, and to, to know that he could lead me in a lot of different ways. But I want to be open to what he does. So Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Well, yeah, that's, that's great to kind of here and for every, anyone that's listening, kind of how, you know, there's still a process. It's not like at some point you arrive and, you know, you're still having to trust God with these decisions and, yeah. you know, in a way that <clears throat> that never, that process never really ends. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to, how we're going to trust God just, yeah, just, just daily and with decisions like that. And, um, and I able. feel, I feel like one big thing about in that realm is, is that change is inevitable um, and that that we're, we're there's going to be opposition to the things that God would have for us, 
um, either through culture or through um, just the actions of of um, <laughs> the devil or, or or what he would not want us to do. Um, I I've been learning a little bit about I've been reading through John and in John sixteen thirty three it says in this world we're going to have trouble, but take heart I. Jesus is speaking, he has overcome the world. And just knowing that um, it's not going to be simple following God. It's not going to be simple in the world, but um, that he's overcome and he's got a plan and that he's right there with me. Um, it's it's comforting and, um, yeah. So Solid. Well, so I had one follow-up question for you. So yeah. you mentioned that you were... Um, a big uh, rule follower uh, <laughs> yeah. er, early on in your um, in your life as a Christian, yeah. and so I just like some elaboration on that. Like, what's wrong with being a rule follower? Because you're you're saying that like it was kind of a negative thing. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I don't I don't mean that it's it's wrong to follow the rules, um, but I I never understood. Um, well. Okay, so little case. Um, my my um, best friend in elementary and through high school, Nathan. Um, him and I, we lived out in the country, and we lived about a mile apart. And we became running buddies uh, early on because we would run to each other's houses or ride our bikes to each other's houses and just mess around in the woods. And um, his parents went through a divorce in middle school. And I remember riding the bus with him one time, and um, he was swearing. He was just using words that I, I knew were wrong to use. And um, I don't remember what the context was, but uh, at the time, I didn't have the capacity to understand his hurt. I didn't have the capacity to understand what he was going through. And I ended up like trying to beat him up because... He was using words that weren't right. Um, okay. And so, like, like the, the letter of the law, I mean, might say, don't do this, don't do that. Um, but understanding um, the spirit of the law is something that I didn't get. And so, um, rather than try to understand him, I exercised judgment against him. And in the same way, like, there are plenty of things... Um, Plenty of other things I'm sure that I've done in the past. That's just the one that comes to mind. That I was blindly following some some like set of rules that was in my head, and um, and not really paying attention to the people who um, were in front of me and trying to love them. Um, so yeah, and I can see how your your view of God and your view of rules would change. You know, kind of how you're saying that it was. It was all about it was all about the rules and not about the people necessarily. You yeah. Know, with, with God, we figure out that it's not about just that God's this guy that's up there and, yeah. and he dictates these rules and we follow them. But um, uh, it's more about a relationship with God. Right. And and I think what I what I had when I was growing up was a performance orientation towards God. If I could do enough good things, if I could be be right often enough, then he would be happy, and if if I messed up, then he'd be, you know, like, he'd put me at a distance, and um, I'd have to earn my way back to him. Well, Sheets, I'd love to ask you some more questions, but, uh, you know, it's a nice day, um, 
and I believe we have a mountain bike ride to go on that's coming up pretty quick here. So, guys, we're going to go on our mountain bike ride, and uh, we will get back to this part two of the interview uh, when we're all done.